0: There's fundamental things about archiving that I represent that drive some people insane and thrill others. I have no formal training in archiving. I am a film major. I've always loved presenting and explaining and making stuff clear and trumpeting what's wonderful and and dismissing and bringing attention to what's terrible. And that's not usually what archivists and librarians do. My name's Jason Scott. I'm the free-range archivist at the Internet Archive. I'm also the software curator. My job is to let as many people know as possible what a miraculous, unique place the Internet Archive is. A lot of it is just walking people over to a site or a URL on the archive and saying, look at this, and then stepping back while they go crazy. I was very excited when I found out you were doing an archivist series. There was a part of me going, oh, I hope they pick me. I fell into this 19th century petticoats and fans thing of like, oh, I I should be a part of that party, but it's so rude to invite myself. I don't want to be like, hello, I, I can't help but notice my invite's not in the mail. Perhaps your courier has dropped. I felt I want to be part of this. The proposition of the Internet Archive is this is an experiment in what is a 21st century library or archive going to be. Libraries and archives have been around for a while. They have professional organizations, they have outlooks, they have community interaction and all sorts of precedents for saving and maintaining and being a part of our culture. Brewster Kale, founder of the Internet Archive. And promises of having the Library of Congress on your desk forever. And I was like, well, why don't we just go and build that? I started working on this in general in 1980, and then building some of the computers and then the publishing systems that, that became the World Wide Web. Uh, if you talk to Brewster for about nine seconds, you realize he's really driven by impulse and Feelings and happiness and making things happen. You can see that's what drives him. The internet archive was started on a lark because you had someone who was collecting websites and suddenly realized, oh, websites actually have culture and meaning and history. Maybe we should make them available to people because the web constantly changes. It turned out to be a killer app, as they say. The Wayback Machine is worldwide famous. Everybody knows about the Wayback Machine. You say, we work for the Internet Archive. Oh, I don't quite know. uh, Is that a a government institution? Oh, do you do um, census? And then you say, well, it's the Wayback Machine. And then they're all the Wayback Machine, of course. Uh, You say it as easily as one might say Mozilla, or Windows, or Network, or Cable, or Netflix. You just go, oh, the Wayback Machine. That's part of the internet. As these millions of people use the Wayback Machine, though, we have slowly expanded over 20 years into other realms. found out about all of these people who were doing recordings of the Grateful Dead, but they had nowhere to host them, and he said, well, how about if I host them? Suddenly we were in the music business. And then Rick Cullinger was full of all of these beautiful old educational films. These are very obscure films, but there's a lot of stuff that's of interest just to railroad buffs and train spotters. Our estimate is that about 80,000 derivative works have been made from the material that we've put up online. From an archivist's point of view, when you put primary materials in the hands of ordinary citizens, history is no longer the province of academics and intellectuals. Definitions of culture begin to shift. The modern miracles of sound motion pictures and radio open up vast sources of entertainment and instruction. To benefit from these we need our ears which interpret for us the multitude of sound waves they receive. Suddenly we're in movies! Wow, we should really scan books. We should make old books available to read. Now we're in books! Video games! Flyers from 1990's Toronto rave culture. Yeah, it's about that time again. Hip-hop mixtapes. Hang on. Your next stop, America's most exciting online service. We have been archiving hundreds and eventually thousands of America Online CD-ROMs. Explore America Online Free. Click here to begin begin your journey. That's 78 Sound. With the Lou Bush Orchestra, here's Margaret Whiting singing the music of Pee Wee King and Red Stewart. All the wonder and glory of what's now nearly 50,000 and more 78 RPM records. Don't let trouble bother you, don't. Let trouble worry. There's a place where the old river flows. You can dance your troubles. There's novelty away. records. Something must be done. And interesting covers of songs. You say either, and I say either. You say neither, and I say neither. Either, either, neither. We have collections of. Old scrolls and old magazines and, and, and lots of uh, beautiful movies. Colleges use uh, the 1980s gaming magazines I put up to be able to teach kids about how computers were in 1980. Sometimes I'll just come along to something that's five years old. Oh my god! Have always wanted these incredible records. Hey, did you know we actually have a recording of this thing? There are all of these educational manuals and books. Look, everyone, there's 25,000 records. Hey, everybody. That's crazy. I know I've been listening to you, I know you've known about our shortcomings. I'm glad to say our collection of Soviet tractor manuals may be one of the finest on the internet. Here you go. For some reason that I'm not sure why, I tweeted extensively about a 1940s movie that the US government put out about how to figure out if fascism is taking over the US government, like how to stand up against fascism. Mike here, for instance, he's got everything in me. He's young, he's healthy, got a job, and people lots of people all kinds of people people from different countries with different religions different colored skins free people Mike's got something all right he's got America but there are guys who stay up nights figuring out how to take that away from people. so every once in a while I'm like hey look at this thing for no reason that gets enough people to get back to me about it right So let's not be suckers. We must not allow the freedom or dignity of any man to be threatened by any act or word. Let's be selfish about it. Let's forget about we and they. Let's think about us. It's on the archive, because we archive everything, right? And you're listening to 94.1 FM, KPFA here in Berkeley, 89.3, 88.1, KFCF in Fresno, and always online at kpfa.org. We have every radio show that was on KPFA to 2003. We're proactively archiving about 11,000 hours of radio a day. You are listening to Democracy Now! I'm Amy Goodman, a top U.S. intelligence official who served under the Bush administration up until last year, accused the White House yesterday of lying about Iraq and misusing intelligence. I am struck also by some of the numbers that keep turning around in my head. The president said, I've got four reasons going to war in Iraq. One, weapons of mass destruction. Two, terrorism. We now know that over 3000 Iraqis were killed. And it was one thing to watch the war on Fox News, CNN, and ABC, where everybody tried to put a bigger American flag on their TV station than the next person. It was quite another thing to watch the war through the lens of Al Jazeera or any of the other Arab What American. would the left-leaning organization have to say about the Iraq War? Well, guess what? We have a lot of ranting from 2003 fellow citizens were killed. It's not going to be felt in spades in Iraq, where 3,000 deaths represents, relative to the total population, 10 times the number of deaths that we suffered in our terrorist attack. Attention shoppers, we know just how important safety is to you. So while you're here today, be sure to check out our low Kmart price on Monroe shocks and struts, designed to fit most cars or trucks. The best to you from Kmart Radio. a guy who worked at a Kmart, and at the time he was working, which was about 1990 to like 92, Kmart would send a tape to each store, and the tape would go into a uh, player, and it would play over and over again for a week, and then the next tape would come. You'd throw out the old one, and then you'd put in the tape for, you know, June 5th through June 12th, and you'd play that one, except he didn't throw out the tapes. He took them home, and he digitized them. We said, hey, you know, we'll take them all. We put up the Kmart tapes, and the collection was called Attention Kmart Shoppers. Attention, please. If you plan to pay for your purchase with a personal check, please have the check approved at the service desk before going through the checkout lanes. Attention, please. There is no smoking allowed on the sales floor. For your convenience, Smoking is permitted in the snack bar area only. We have Oregon Trail up in Booting and it's used by actual primary schools to play it. Every eight seconds, 24 hours a day, somebody boots up Oregon Trail at the Internet Archive. And I've watched where it shows up, and it shows up in the curriculum of schools. And I've talked to them, and I said, what's the deal? And the answer is, well, if we boot one program, then only one kid gets to play it, and all the other kids yell at them about what to do. But here, we can fill the entire computer room with 30 pairs of kids all playing Oregon Trail in their own way. So it's become a part of their lives, right? They play Oregon Trail and and they respond to it. And these are kids who are all, you know, they're all 11, 12. They have no idea. They're playing a contained JavaScript program working inside of an in-browser emulation that is playing a, a 1990 version of a 1973 mainframe program, right? They have no connection to that. All they know is they're gonna die of dysentery because they can't figure out how to ford the river and how many oxen they need. That's what they care about. Now, now take those examples, multiply them by a million and that's what the Internet Archive is. That's why I like working here. Every day is a thrill. Oh, by the way, I don't want to distract you, but I have two Twitter accounts. The one that has 1.3 million is my cat and he's called Sockington.